You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. We're back, back on The Quest, that quest for 100, Justin. Yes, indeed. Episode 48. 48. We're uh, two away from the big 5-0. Yeah, I was wondering. I was as I was getting ready this morning. I was thinking about: do, are, is forty or is fifty bigger than fifty-two? Because fifty-two means we've yeah. been doing it for a year. They're both pretty epic, um, but fifty feels like the halfway mark to our one of our goals, at least. Yeah. And uh, so, but fifty-two is is almost. I would even lean slightly more towards fifty-two, just because. A full year of dropping podcasts, guys, like, that's no joke. Yeah. Once a week. No breaks. No breaks. We took a couple of breaks, but we recorded multiple. That, yeah. Uh, but from the listener perspective, no breaks. Yeah. We're always we're always hitting your ears every Thursday morning. Yeah. If you are staying up to date with us every week, I applaud you. Yeah. I applaud you. You're impressive. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Brian? We're talking about Batman. Batman. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. This is a uh, this was a recommendation by me, I believe, mainly because we are coming in close now to our Halloween time, which Batman seems to follow a lot. Very popular costume during this time of year. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's an exciting it's an exciting topic. I I'm a big. We I also say, had the Joker released. Yes, a couple yep, weeks ago. Yep. So. Um, and we'll we'll get into news a little bit, but uh, but yeah, it's it's relevant at this time. And honestly, I mean, we did we gave some love to Marvel. We did the comic books, we did the cinematic universe, and today we're doing Batman. And we are focusing more specifically on the cinematic universe. Uh, there is so much depth. I was just talking to Brian earlier. This that you can't just talk about Batman in one hour. I mean, he's been around forever. So uh, it, I think focusing in a little bit more on on the movies is uh, important. And that it's not to say that we won't get into the comic books at one point, but the cinematic universe uh, needs some love. And per listener X's request, I got to tell you that I don't really have a whole lot of background in Batman. Okay. Good to know. I I mean, I just really wasn't a superhero guy growing up. As we learned a little bit with the yeah. Marvel podcast. So kind of in the same boat as the Marvel, and, and we can get into this a little bit later, but uh, I know a little bit more about Batman than I do the Marvel Universe, but okay. still not a whole lot. Okay. I am not an aficionado. I didn't grow up reading the comic books. I have seen, I'm pretty positive I've seen every real movie. I say real in quotation marks. I haven't seen the Lego movie. I have not seen the the animated movie. I've seen a little bit of the series, though we're not really focusing on the series here. But but I do enjoy the movies, and that's why I feel like... And there's been enough variety with them that it uh, striked this conversation. Yeah. So, But uh, before we get into all of that, Brian, why don't we do a little bit from what you've been up to this last weekend, or last week since our last recording. What have I been up to? Well, man, 
what have I been up to? <laughs> it's not like you had to prepare for this at all, Brian. It's not like we do this every single podcast. Yeah, but I gotta I gotta remember what I did. It was kind of a mellow weekend. Those are the best. Yeah. I mean, I raked some leaves. <laughs> that is uh, say no more. But say no more. It's kind of amazing that I already need to rake more leaves because mm-hmm. my yard is completely covered in leaves again. <laughs> so it's that time of year. I, I will say I am someone who just doesn't do it until it's like too much and then I might do it. Yeah, but my grass dies then Well, you care more than I do because I will probably allow. Now, it it hits me different. Everybody's yard's a little bit differently. Uh, my one part of the yard in my front yard, the one tree just ton- just caked with leaves on the ground. But it's like the dirt is like right under the trees, and so it all lands on the dirt, so it doesn't really kill much. Um, but I guess if it's landing on the grass, you're yeah, dealing with more issues. Yeah, it's all over grass, yeah. yeah. My driveway, so inevitably my driveway gets covered and then the it gets tracked in by my car into my garage and so then it's in laser in my garage and yep yeah it's a whole thing yeah um wow we just talked about raking leaves for a good three minutes it could have been a podcast topic at some <laughs> we point. could we could do it uh if you're interested in raking leaves tune in check out episode it's not beneath us brian we've talked about calculators yeah washing dishes yep We've we will hit anything. Maybe we'll hit it at some point. I love how we've had forty eight episodes and I couldn't even think of another episode to bring up. But we've had mundane episodes like Milk. Milk. Milk was a great episode. Peanut butter. Peanut well, see the food episodes, they're great. There there's something special. Oh peanut butter Well, maybe because I'm remembering the types of peanut butter that we tried that episode, but uh some of the food episodes are just they're some of my favorite. But I'm selfish and I like eating food, so that's probably why. Yeah. But anyway, my since last time was I uh, did well two things. I went out into the city and uh uh my wife, our guest on the show, Alyssa, she wanted to go to an uh, a show in the city. It was a not a show show, it was a, a craft show. Someone she followed was there. Anyway, she went in with some of her girlfriends and then uh, me and and two of my buddies hung back, played some poker, relaxed, and then uh, we all went out to dinner and drinks afterwards and then back to play some Catan afterwards. So went into the city and spent most of the time just sitting on a couch and chilling, which is really more my vibe these days. Uh, so It's a long way to go to sit on the it's couch. It's true, but, you know, sometimes for good company, it's worth it. So... But yeah, so I did that, and then uh, on Sunday night and uh, Monday night, which I guess leads us to now, uh, I was watching some Batman. So I wanted to catch up. I've seen all the movies, like I said, but I did want to watch some of them again just so I could have a unique perspective uh, or relevant perspective to some of the new stuff that's come out. So uh, and I'll get into that as we go. Cool. All right, well, uh, let's do some in the news. My news comes from The Joker, which was released a couple weeks ago here. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen it, Justin? I have seen it, yes. And what do you think? So my take, and a lot of people have asked me this because I was lucky enough to see The Joker um, in the first week it came out. It was the screening of it. But 
No big deal. No big deal. Subtle flex. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. But the Joker, I thought, was really, really good. And Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin, however you want to pronounce it, uh, he was incredibly impressive. His acting was superb. I think what he was able to do with the storyline focused around him, which is different than any other Joker that's been played in any of the other films. I mean, it's entirely focused around him and it makes you really, in some cases, feel for him and understand a little bit of his backstory. Um, But he's also a crazy, insane criminal. And so, you know, you kind of step back and realize, okay, that's not a big deal or that's not worth uh, following, I guess. Uh, The one thing I will say, and this is, you know, we we tend to step back from po- political culture and all that other stuff um to keep pretty pretty pc here but uh but with that said i i did feel uncomfortable watching the movie really um my wife and i were at this this screening and you know a couple years back there was a shooting that happened in a uh one of the i think it was a dark night or one of those movies yep. which was pretty dark but so this one, we honestly, there was there was moments in the film, it was just this eerie feeling, and, and you could definitely tell that whether you are one side or the other in, you know, social norms or um, in status or whatever it is, opinions, it could, it could spark, you know, super extremists one way or the other. And that, to me, just, again, watching the film, uh, I, you know, I have to say this to any of the listeners, I think it's an amazing movie. I think you just you should rent it on Redbox because the anxiety that my wife and I felt, and I'm not typically like that. I did, ha- and part of that's you know part of that's the movie, but I just got this uncomfortable vibe while watching it that you know something could happen, and you never want that when you're watching a movie. So I would recommend definitely see the movie. It's great. Um, just you know if you're anxious at all, maybe just see it at home. Hmm. Okay. Well. Um, oh. I'll have to see it at some point. Yeah. But my news comes from the iconic stairs that are featured in all of the marketing material. Yes. Are you familiar? Uh, yes. I am familiar. Well, yes. I'll let you talk about it and then I'll explain. So these stairs that are featured in the marketing materials and, and obviously play a role in the movie at some point. I don't know what that yep. is. But uh, are now a tourist attraction in the Bronx, New York. Oh. So it's off of West 167th Street, and they're officially labeled as the Joker Stairs now. But apparently, tourists are flocking to these stairs to take photos on, and it's not the nicest area. Apparently, people have, you know, been robbed. Oh, really? Now, none of the reports are necessarily since the Joker was released, and people have started visiting for that purpose, because I would assume there's been such an influx of people that you know crime is down maybe a little bit but it it really is supposed to be not a a great area and um so the locals are you know up in arms uh on social media saying hey why are all these tourists coming here this isn't like the nicest place to come to but people go to the stairs and are reenacting all of the marketing materials that they see and so it's kind of interesting that you know this has even made it onto google maps and you know it's kind of a location for people to now visit because yeah. they've they've you know shot some of the film here that is 
awesome, uh, but also it's kind of scary. You know, in some cases, things like that can bring positivity to it. Like if there's, there's tourism dollars that are helping that community, um, hopefully it's not being stolen. But at the same point, I think there's some positive uh, to that, I would hope. Reason why I know that those stairs are now iconic is that, so obviously it, it, it's a it's an important, it's a moment, I guess I would say. Maybe not important, but it's a moment in the movie, obviously used in the trailer. SNL, I don't know if you keep up with SNL at all, Brian, but SNL had uh, David Harbour on as the show, mm-hmm. who plays Hopper in Stranger Things. They did a spoof off the Joker that was called Oscar. Mm-hmm. And so it was on Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. And it was hilarious. And he, uh, David Harbour plays Oscar. Uh, he goes down those steps oh really as like oscar the grouch and it was just like this really i mean it it took the the feel of the movie and just added oscar the grouch and it was just i found it very creative and funny so on my front uh this this was news to me and as someone who is you know a casual batman fan uh i typically follow i watch you know new movie gets released i go out and watch it Uh, i like the characters uh, i like uh the storylines so uh, I was shocked that I didn't know this, but uh, in 2021, there is a new movie call- coming out called The Batman, Yep, and uh, it was revealed that the script is nearing completion and the film will only make small connections to the DC universe. So, you know, obviously Joker is very relevant right now. It doesn't seem likely that the Joker will be pulled into this, uh, certainly not the same Joker if there is. Yeah. But again, like I was, I think this was in May. This was announced, and then they've been announcing probably one or two a month a new cast member. Uh, originally, it was rumored that it actually wasn't rumored. Uh, ben Affleck was supposed to be Batman. Uh-huh. He uh, was also supposed to be part of the writing team. Then that sh- kind of shifted back. He was then just going to be, I believe, just the Batman, and then that even fell back. And so now they've recasted. So it's actually Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. uh, who is going to be Batman. He, as as many know, was uh, in Twilight. I never saw Twilight, but did you happen to see Twilight? No. Oh. I honestly, like I can picture the guy just because it was in, like a crazy popular movie when it came out and book series. Yeah, I mean, we probably should do a topic on that because oh, Forks, Washington is the setting for it and Forks is not very far from here. That will require me to watch the movies. But, oh, we uh, get an expert. That's true. That's true. I'm sure there's plenty around. Um, but I still will need to watch the movies. But uh, Robert Pattinson, so he's famous from that. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, Lenny's daughter, uh, known from Mad Max. She's going to play Catwoman. That was just announced in the last week or so. Jeffrey Wright, uh, do you watch Westworld at all? No. Okay. You never watch anything, Brian. Nope. He, for those who just do watch, my bad comedy, just your bad comedy. That's all you watch. So he's was made super famous from from Westworld. He is going to play Commissioner Gordon. Paul Dano, who I never really knew, he's from Little Miss Sunshine. He's going to be the Riddler, which is always an interesting character. Typically, in you know, obviously he didn't come up in the Dark Knight uh, trilogy. And he was in the uh, Tim Burton tri- or series, but he, anyway, the Riddler's an inter- interesting character. Paul, Paul Dano is playing him, 
And then there's a lot of rumors about and and a little bit of denial as well that Jonah Hill would be also playing a villain, which would hmm. be interesting to see. If yep. he, but for the most part, a lot of B-list actors, C-list actors for it, which after what we saw with Ben Affleck, you know, we get into this as we go, uh, probably a better choice than to, than to get a huge name. Uh, I, I remember the moment that Ben Affleck was announced People were like, what? How could this be? And, you know, I think there was more skepticism than there was optimism. But anyway, I didn't know that was happening. So this was news to me. I'm sure it's news to a lot of people that are listening and that there's a new Batman coming out in just about two years. Well, since you just dropped some knowledge on yourself, (laughs) let's drop some more. As we normally do, I am the history guy and Justin is the stats guy. And since we're really st- starting with just the cinematic universe, I mean, there's a little bit of overlap because we kind of need to know that Bob Kane and Bill Finger created Batman yep. for the comic series. Um, and he's a fictional superhero that appears in American comic books published by DC Comics. He's obviously a quote-unquote superhero, but he is just really a filthy rich guy who has you know he's a vigilante yeah yeah and that's hey, probably the best way yeah, to describe him right you know he's fighting for the good but he has a dark side to him yeah and he has a bunch of money so he has a an exorbitant amount of equipment and whatever he really needs to his disposal to almost appear as a superhero right so he first appeared in films in the 1940s so in 1943 uh, batman came out and it was featuring Lewis Wilson as Batman and this was a 15 chapter serial film by Columbia Pictures huh and it was the first ex- uh, appearance of a comic book character in a film so at this time it was really you know the world war 2 era and so it was used as wartime propaganda interesting and so the the villains were actually japanese uh, characters and so Batman was defeating these Japanese characters. Oh, okay, yeah. At that time, um, in the comic books, Alfred was actually a a larger butler. Uh, okay. And so the this uh, film series introduced a sl- slim down Alfred, and so then after the film series came out, the comic book decided to m- adapt what it was. Uh, referencing as Alfred to this kind of more slimmed down God, version so, of the butler. So you're saying that the comic book had him a little bit a larger know, larger man yeah. and then the movie was like no we're going to cast him. Okay, yep. interesting. Yep. Uh it also introduced the quote unquote the bats cave which they later renamed as the bat cave. Okay, I was going to say are you mispronouncing that? No, it was originally <laughs> the it. bats cave. Okay. Yeah. In 1949 uh, Batman and Robin came out, and uh, Batman at that time was played by Robert Lorre. Uh, it was also a 15-chapter serial film. Then we moved to 1966, uh, and shockingly, a- another film called Batman was released. And this was very ba- original. Yeah, this was based off of the Batman TV series that was featuring Adam West. Got it. That's when this is when you start to hit me where. I, I mean, when you were telling me Batman, Batman and Robin, obviously I've heard of the names, but um, in the 40s, I didn't, 
I didn't know that there was anyone before Adam West yep. that played. So that's cool. So Mark Uslan and Benjamin Milkner. Milkner, yeah, that's right. Were uh, producers, and they purchased the rights to Batman in 1979, and they wanted to return Batman to kind of that darker, more serious version because the TV series was a little bit more, you know, campy style uh, Batman, and so so uh, Mark and Benjamin wanted to return it to that darker, more serious, but none of the film companies actually got a, you know felt that they would do any good. Um, with these oh. these scripts that they were writing, so it r- really took them a long time to even sell it to a company, and so it wasn't until 1989 that Warner Brothers uh, teamed up with Tim Burton, okay, for another Batman film with Michael Keaton. I I really was like, as you're talking about this, because I've seen the original Batman before in the the 66 one, mm-hmm. and. It is very campy. I, I don't know if I would have said that as the word, but I think it makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, that is not dark at all. No. Uh, and it it, it it fits the show. The show was very much on, on board with that. But, um, but yeah, you, you've, you're, I'm with you now where in 89 is when things start to shift. Yep. Uh, and so Jack Nicholson played the Joker. Uh, Michael Keaton was Batman at that time. Uh, and I saw some interesting stats on how much Jack Nicholson uh, was actually going to get paid, and you know he he didn't get paid as much as he could have at that time, but he took a lot of the marketing and royalties from mm-hmm. the film, and so he just made out like a bandit with yeah with this uh, film. Uh, in 1992, Burton and Keaton teamed up again for the sequel, Batman Returns, and this one featured Danny DeVito as the Penguin for the villain. Warner Brothers decided that these films should have been actually more successful than um, they actually ended up being. And so they decided they wanted to change the direction of the films and try to appeal to a more mainstream audience. So in 1995, Val Kilmer was featured in Batman Forever. Uh, and Joel Schumacher was the director at for this one. Uh, we had Jim Carrey as the Riddler, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Mm-hmm. In 1997, Schumacher returned to direct Batman and Robin. This is the one that featured George Clooney as Batman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Uma Thurman. Uh, uh, Arnold Arnold was uh, Mr. Freeze, and Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy. Uh, this was a flop, a complete flop, and yes, so it was. there were some actual other, uh, you know, uh, follow-up movies that were. Uh, scheduled following the the Batman and Robin uh but those were canceled because of how bad of a flop this movie was. Yeah, not not a good time in the Batman cinematic universe. Uh definitely better days ahead. Yeah. So in 2005, Batman Begins uh was released and this one featured Christian Bale and was mm-hmm. directed by Christopher Nolan. So it really returned to that kind of dark feel. In uh, 2008, we had The Dark Knight, and then 2012, The Dark Knight Rises. And then it wasn't until 2013 that the DC Extended Universe was formed and trying to match the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. A few years too late, but they tried. Yeah. And so in this universe, Ben Affleck was actually cast as the 
the Batman, as we talked about, to a little bit of controversy. Yes. So the the film that um, first came out featuring Batman in this universe was uh, in 2016 with Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we just had in 2019, uh, the Joker came out with Dante Pieri Olsen playing Batman. There is no Batman in Joker. Hold up. No, he plays Bruce Wayne. Who plays Bruce Wayne? This Dante. Oh. Oh, okay. Yes. But Bruce Wayne is a seven-year-old. Oh, so I was I like, seen the movie, so. okay, I was like, what? There is no, yeah, but there's a sure, okay. I would not call him Batman. He's Bruce Wayne. Oh, <laughs> he never was Batman at that. So point. the Joker was here before Batman, according to this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, and, I don't want to spoil anything, but yes. All right, and then the last thing I have is just the you talked about it already. The Batman with. Uh, Robert Patterson, or Patterson uh, scheduled for June 25th, yeah. 2021. Yeah. No, not, while not, a couple, couple notes as, as we walk through. Uh, obviously, we didn't jump into the Lego series or any of that stuff. Um, Suicide Squad was mm. that one one off, yep. which did not have Batman, so it doesn't necessarily fall into this category, but it did have, it is DC and it did have prominent characters like the Joker yep. and Harvey Quinn. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, and from what I was reading, and I don't remember this, but it, it referenced that it referenced Batman in Dreams or something like that, um, and I don't remember that from Suicide Squad. Ooh, I don't either. Yeah, I don't remember that. There definitely was dream sequences in, um, in Batman's Murder Superman, but uh, which we'll get into as we go. Uh, but yeah, and the other thing I was gonna say just. You know, as as you talk through, there's obviously a. You, you talked about this transition. You go from the uh, the films in the 80s and 90s. Well, obviously you have the older films, but then you get into the 80s and 90s, and there's a, a pretty massive shift. Those those movies really, to me, were very. They they were dark, but they were comic book dark. So a little bit over the top, still like some of the old movies. Uh, where they had those one-liners, you know, the Mr. Freeze, like that type of thing. But then you get into the the Dark Knight trilogy, and it's like a, a it feels like a real movie that's focused around the plot, and um, obviously it's focused around the plot. But just it just was a, the quality of the production was much better, in my opinion. Different, definitely different. And then almost with Batman vs Superman, it felt like it was another step to be intentionally dark but it in my opinion kind of missed a little bit on that but mm-hmm. um and you know superman in a dark world is kind of a weird situation but so so this says batman appears in brief flashbacks where he is involved in the capture of deadshot harley quinn he rescues harley from a submerged car and apprehends deb deadshot as the assassin in Christmas shopping with his daughter. Huh. I didn't remember that. It must have been in the beginning. Yeah, I don't I don't or remember. Or maybe flashbacks, either. I guess, during it, but Yeah. Huh. You learn something every day. Yep. And I even saw the movie. I did too, multiple times. Oh. Did you like it? Yeah, it's a good movie. Oh, okay. 
Um, airplane, airplane movie. Okay, fair. It's probably equal to that level. <laughs> All right, well, uh, a couple stats on my front. Uh, you know, once we get into the movies, you know, a little bit of it is numbers focused. So I wanted to, um, you know, talk a little bit about some of the actors and movies in general. But so the most expensive film to make was The Dark Knight Rises, which was $275 million to make. Is that the one that they are in Heinz Field? And... Yes. Okay. Yes. So Makes that's sense. the one with Bane. That's the third of the trilogy yeah. of the Dark Knight series. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was pretty expensive. Cool. Some cool shots there, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure... I'm sure a good chunk of that money was on that Heinz Field uh, yeah. graphics package, away, whatever yeah. that is. Really, really cool. Cinematically, I was pretty impressed with that. Uh, the highest grossing, no surprise, was the same movie because it was the third of the trilogy at $1.08 billion. Wow. That's a lot of money for a movie. I mean, I don't know how that compares. and I probably could have looked up a couple comparisons, but... Man, that that tr- trilogy, you know, obviously the the Dark Knight. Once the Dark Knight came out, it was it killed in the box office, and then you know, obviously there's so much buzz, and then the Heath Ledger stuff. I think that when when the new movie came out with Dark Knight Rises, it was just a new level. Um, that was uh, what in did 2012. You say? One point what? Zero. Uh, One point zero eight billion. Okay, uh, that's. I think that was international. Uh, this has uh, top 20 movies, grossing movies. Number 20 is Minions at 1.16. 1. 1.16. So okay, so not quite. A little, little bit off of mini- <laughs> Minions. <laughs> it sounds a little funny. Uh, That's but why I pulled it, yeah. Yeah, Minions are uh, pretty popular. Dark Knight oh, Rises is not quite man, a family film. Some of these other films, oh, God. Oh, they're. I mean, heck, probably some of those Adam Sandler movies might have made it on there. Fast uh, and Furious number seven. Yeah, yeah, that's not a surprise. Uh, there's some. There's some crowd pleasing bad movies, uh, but in my opinion, The Dark Knight was not one of them, or at least that series was not. But yeah, so a couple other things. So highest paid Batman's. So. It, I mean, you've talked about some who played some of these things. Do you have a guess on who was the most, the highest paid of all of the actors for Batman? The highest paid Batman. I mean, from from just name alone, I would think it might be George Clooney. Hmm. Interesting guess. So, and I, it depends on how you want to equate this. So, some of the is partly how I pulled the numbers. So, the highest paid actor. I mean, because you can't say Christian Bale for because you got three of them. Well, so here's the thing. So Ben, I would put uh, Ben Affleck as the highest paid. So he is thirty five million, and okay. that is for his two. It was, I believe, Batman vs Superman and uh, Justice League. Okay. Uh, so that's two films for Ben Affleck. Then Christian Bale was in three, and he made fifty four million. So, you know, what is that? 15? 15 to 18? Something 18, like that. Yeah. I mean, they're all about this. Those were, they're both yeah, about the same. Pretty similar. Okay. Then you get Michael Keaton, who was in two movies in 89 and 92 in Batman and Batman Returns. He made 10 million. Now you got to adjust for inflation and. 
Sure, which I did not do with my numbers, but but to me that's a steal. If you're getting Keaton now, granted that's uh, I wouldn't say younger Keaton, but it's still he's he's prime prime okay. close to okay. prime career I guess with Keaton. So Clooney was below that. Clooney was I guess you could argue was that yes you you don't have to argue he was above Keaton. Clooney was paid ten million for just Batman and Robin. Okay, so on a per film basis. Clooney could actually average if you had inflation. Uh, I don't know what inflate. I mean, there's probably other factors and um, tied to it, but at that point in 1997, compared to you know Ben Affleck um, and Christian Bale, you know, 20 years later, it's uh, you know 10, 20 years later, it's a, it's a little little different. That is those were the t- highest paid Batman's. I did pull in this. You were, you mentioned this. Uh, so for his portrayal as the Joker in 1989's Batman, a role with just 585 words of dialogue, Jack Nicholson was given a salary of $6 million, and, as you mentioned, a share of the film's box office earnings that, when adjusted for inflation, this is just adjusted, are now worth approximately $100 million. <sighs> so I think Jack wins on all of this. Because wow, his agent is on point. Yeah, it's just impressive. You know, it's surprising to me that more actors and actresses don't do that and take a yeah cut of the. I think that there's certain I don't I couldn't list them, but I would guarantee you that there's certain actors that only will sign a contract if they get a, a portion of the proceeds. Yeah, in in fact, if they're so confident in what it is, it, I mean, why not? Yeah, which is kind you know kind of wild that. 1989 was that first, you know, we talked about that rebrand. The last Batman movie was in 1966. That's kind of bold to get paid $6 million, which was essentially more than Keaton. Keaton, I don't know what he got for the first film, but Keaton, not as well known as Nicholson at the time, and still not, I guess, but I would say he averaged five mil for each of those movies and just for that one movie just for the 585 words of dialogue which is really not much he got paid six mil plus the royalties so impressive so yeah and then the last thing that i thought would be fun obviously those are the numbers behind some of the actual uh stuff but you know what i was very curious about what the cost would be to be batman and so there's been some studies what do you mean if oh, you like, were like, to become Batman. Like physically right yep. now, me yep. putting on the, yep. the cape. So you become the Christian Bale, the Ben Affleck. The, the caped crusader. The caped crusader. So according to Money Supermarket, money, yeah, moneysupermarket.com, the cost to be Batman is about $682 million. So there's a lot of factors into that, and I won't get into all the details, but... So Wayne's major expenditure categories resemble those of your average billionaire. So for his vehicles, 80 million. His gadgets, about 213,000. His estate, 37 million. And then his education, 213,000. There's some crazy detail, like the Tumblr, which was uh, in the uh, Dark Knight... Or, or sorry, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight 
uh, I believe it was in both of those, is 18 millions. The Bat Pod, which is that motorcycle that pops out, that was 1.5 million. Uh, the Bat, which is in the third film of that series, uh, 60 million. So that flies kind of like a helicopter. Some of his gadgets, like the grappling hook, are 50,000. Uh, they have the thermal camera, 15,000. You know, there, he has so many little gadgets too um, that just his, his overall weapon cost is over 10,000. It's just, it's pretty amazing. So if you want to be Batman, you better be rich first. Uh, it's kind of a, it has to go hand in hand. But it, it is it is a little pricey if you're going to be, uh, you know, the mass vigilante of Batman. All right. Well, let's uh, do some friendship test. We just become best friends. Yep. Justin, what's your what's your favorite Batman movie? So, like I said, I've seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen all of these. I have not seen you know some of those 40s films. I don't. I don't think I needed to think too much about this one. I just have to say it's it's the Dark Knight. Now. The trilogy as a whole is great. Batman Begins is good. Dark Knight is great. Dark Knight Rises is also great, but just not as great. But that trilogy is really what... Now, I'd seen the other movies before, but it was really that that trilogy that really got me into Batman. Uh, And I just thought it was a good balance of the superheroes in uh, real life you know, but still kind of comic booky. I think that's the one thing we've talked about in the Marvel episodes, uh, where DC, DC has trouble. Ma- like Gotham is kind of a surreal. It's kind of like New York, but it's a little bit fake. It's a little more fake than what Marvel is is dealing with. Yeah. And uh, I felt like they walked that line pretty well in that series. And the Dark Knight, I mean, just masterful performances. Uh, We'll get into this as we go with some of the character performances, but I just think the Dark Knight was was creme to the creme. I, I will give some love to the original Batman's. Certainly, you know they were unique. They have they were good movies. They were different. It's it's hard to in some cases compare the two, but uh, but yeah, I I just I kind of lean more towards the Dark Knight series. Um, I will have to agree with you on this. I. I too have seen most of the movies. Uh, obviously, not the ones from the forties, and yeah. I don't think I've seen the ones from the sixties. Okay, but I've I've from the eighties, yep, eighty nine and on. I have definitely seen those. I don't remember them as well as I remember some of the newer ones because the newer ones just are on more regularly. Yeah. and I've you know, TBS or whatever it may be. I, you know, if it's on, I will sit down and and. Yep you know watch it uh but yeah i think i think the dark knight with with the joker just something about that you know whole movie and the execution behind that whole movie is really good batman begins i just i could never really get into scarecrow yeah and scarecrow weirdly enough is a he's the most traditional of the I say traditional in quotes or air quotes, but he's the most traditional uh, villain. But it's really Razagul that's in that movie that is you know the trainer yeah, and then comes yeah. comes back. But that's the real villain. But at the same time, like I I get where you're at with that, and I I would probably put it lower in my. I thought it was done well, and this was actually the two movies that I watched were Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. 
um, in the last two days. And uh, Batman Begin is good. I probably would put it a little bit lower, uh, even to some of the '80s and '90s films. But and then it just, but it's an origin story. Yeah. So some of those just fall f- a little flat, but still, I thought it was good. Yeah. I will. Can we go back in the day real quick? Sure. So since we're we're talking about all these movies, I do have to kind of confess that. Oh geez. Batman and Robin was one of the movies that I would fall asleep to, like on a fairly regular basis <laughs> at night. So I remember you mentioning this. This was some weird thing you did. Yeah. So I I would always play movies. Yes. When I was going to sleep. Yes. And you know I wouldn't make it very far in them because I you know would play them nightly. So it'd be the same movie every night, and it was just kind of this background noise for me. And Batman and Robin was one of those movies. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. So obviously you're not like a huge Batman fan, but when you watch the movie, I know you're falling asleep to him as well, which is still a weird concept to me that you put these movies on to, the same movies so that you can just keep falling asleep to them. Weird. That's like a lullaby or something. So anyway, taking that aside, um, do you feel like you can quote the movie very well? Do you feel like you know it very well? Of all the movies, the Batman and Robin movie is yeah. probably the one I know the best. Okay. Were you at trivia the other day <laughs> when that came up? Because the Batman, I asked this because there was a there was a series of questions about like who the villains were from each of the movies. Yeah. And uh, if you don't remember that, then you weren't there. No. But we were v- vehemently, vehemently? Vehemently. Uh, uh, debating who the villains were on each one of these, and it's a little confusing because the we couldn't remember who was, and I think it was maybe the Batman's too. Who was who played who? Which I really yeah. wish we did this podcast before then. But regardless, uh, I feel like you would have killed it. You would have been like, like, do you remember? Just if I asked you right now, who were the villains in Batman and Robin? Can you tell me? Schwarzenegger. Yeah, as Mister Freeze. Yeah, and Uma Thurman. Yeah, I mean, part of that was helpful. I I knew. I don't think I could have told you okay. Uma Thurman off the top of my head. Well, even just like who I would have known po- Poison Ivy. Yes, which that really was the question. It yeah. was like who who were the villains? Because I think Mr. we were Freeze. trying to root it back. Those were the two. Uh, Bane made an appearance in that. I don't know if you remember that. Um, and uh, I felt like there was somebody else too. But yeah, really one of the worst films. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that you would just fall asleep to it. I don't know. George Clooney, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, this will be a quick question because I feel like you've already answered it. But, you know, we talked a little bit about the directors. But um, in terms of this favorite series, do, do you like the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy or do you like the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher? You fall asleep to it. You probably watch the most of those. But, you know, do you have a preference between the two? I mean, it's got to be, yeah, the Christopher Nolan yeah. Dark Knight trilogy. I, the The original... Well, I, again, you can't say original, but Batman and, and Batman Returns, those were pretty good movies for their time, you know, and and they they just don't hold up, though. That That's the hard thing is they don't hold up to what is being produced now. Yes. So I- until until the one the Dark Knight uh, series kind of came out. Yes, those were definitely the the better Batman movies. But then you kind of 
turned it on their head and and made it what it is today and yeah they're just significantly better so in terms of you know the actors who who is your favorite who do you think you know you got val kilmer george clooney ben michael keaton christian bale adam west so this one will probably get the most debate of our listeners i know many people that are very passionate about this it's almost like who's your and we should probably do one on uh, james bond I, I think that might be on the list at some point it is um people are like when you have a reoccurring thing that keeps popping up people love to plant their flag uh, on a certain actor i nef- necessarily never did that i appreciate uh, in a quick ranking i would probably put sounds weird but i probably put christian bale just because of the movies that he was tied to yeah i don't necessarily think he added much to the character i just think he he performed at a high level of you know what was being asked of him um i i probably would put keaton as my number two in that i just felt like he added like a fun quirkiness to the character that was great and then uh, i don't know the rest of them kind of fallen together clooney oh, was boy. not great uh val kimmer was okay uh ben affleck was terrible and I would put him at probably the last one. But that's I don't know if I necessarily blame him because you're that was not, a, you're not including Adam West and the So Adam West is an interesting one because you almost you almost can't put him I have to give some love to Adam West, yes. But and he's kind of in my opinion, he's viewed as the OG, even though there was two before him. He just is different. It's, you can't really say he compares to Christian Bale at all. Like, there's, yeah. it's a totally different genre of movie almost. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. But in that line, though, then you almost have to say Christian Bale is almost a different genre than some of the other guys. But that... not by that much. I mean, there's extremes, right? Yeah. I think you could put Keith, you could put definitely very easily. You could put uh, Christian Bale and Ben Affleck in a pocket, them you know that dark, realistic kind yeah. of pocket, mm-hmm. and then the middle ground, which is the Kilmer, Clooney, Keaton, yep. and then you have Adam West, which is all the way at the other yeah. end. I do think that the first two groups that I listed are s- closer together, and you can compare enough. There's enough similarities in those, whereas I think West just kind of falls. Yeah, but in his own but thing. if you were to say if you were to put if you were to say, oh, Val Kilmer, you go play the role that Christian Bale played, is that, like, because the script that Christian Bale is given, does that mean that he was a better Batman? Uh, that's where I that's where I struggle. And that's where I, when I was trying to d- decide who was my favorite, I think it's a close to Keaton. I just think... I mean, Keaton, again, kind of balanced that. I just There's something about his personality that intrigues me, and it, I think it's intrigued me more and more as I get older. Yep. I don't know. It's almost like a little bit of that dad vibe. Uh, I'm not a dad, but but just like a little quirkiness, kind of like that's the type of humor that I tend to like. And so he just kind of fits that role. Whereas Christian Bale just is too cool for school and, you know, 
uh, so I'm he's not a fan favorite I would say but he just the the movies were so good that you have to kind of give some credit to him I do really like his voice for Batman oh yeah it's great it it's, it's do you a, think they use any uh voice translators or augmenters augmenters or whatever I don't know it's a good question because it's a, it's very impressive yeah uh, what what about you? What do you what would you pick? Uh, I mean, after all that argument, I I think you again. It, it's you're still, fighting me on something you agree with. Yeah, I mean, you have to go with Christian Bale because again, it's part of it though is the script that he was handed. Yeah. is just really good. And uh, it's not to say it's not to say that Tim Burton's script was not good. It just Tim Burton. If you're walking into the movie theater and expecting a very serious movie. You're not really getting that with a Tim Burton movie, and that's okay because that's not what they wanted with it. Yeah, and so You're I'm okay with someone who would Batman say, "Well, yeah, that's." <laughs> but that was, I think, that was Joel Schumacher. Was, so, was, like that, that was you started to see a shift at that point with with both the acting and and the the um whatever it is the script. But so I I would. I don't know. The more I talk about it, I feel like it's almost a tie, but I'm still going to give give the edge to to um, Bale. Yeah, it's a hard question. Yeah, it is. Okay, so enough about Batman. Let's talk about what makes Batman, and that's the villain. So in these movies is, you know, there's, I could list a bunch of these. I'll, I'll spit them off. Bane, Penguin, Joker, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, Talia al Ghul, uh, Two-Face, Riddler, Scarecrow, Catwoman, uh, Raza Ghul and Lex Luthor. Any of those jump out at you from a film perspective as just, and there was a couple other small ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joker's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Joker's really good. But from a villain perspective, like Bane and the voice of Bane just. Oh, that was. Is just really good. Yes. He's a really good villain. He so this is another way, and maybe I'm giving more a lot of love to Christopher Nolan here. I made a comment. So Bane was in Batman and Robin as kind of Poison Ivy's goon. Oh, and yeah, he basically was like in a gimp suit or like I don't even know. Oh, it was right laughable. He part of the you know as as those who follow the comic book and I you know again I know a little bit about this stuff, but. Bane was not only a physical match for Batman, but he was a a an intellectual into intellectual match. There it is to Batman as well. And so when they put him in that movie as just this goon that you didn't even see his face, he's literally wearing you know a, a full mask like a I don't even know. Um, luchadora mask yeah it just was bad it was really bad and so a lot of people were really upset with that so to be able to do bane as a main villain in uh the dark knight rises it was really impressive like you said the voice like everybody that halloween i remember that halloween i remember looking to see how much it would cost to get a bane mask because it would be so cool to have that voice and the look and all that it was just very unique. So I, I really like Bane, but sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to take away your thunder. Is it, who who would you say of no, those? No, it's, it's Bane. Is it Bane? Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. You could say Mr. Freeze because everybody loves Arnold, but. True. 
No, no, that was a bad <laughs> that movie. That was pretty bad. But again, like, you know, that movie, those those movies had a lot of those, you know, comic booky one-liners and uh which were great. I, I mean, for me, I'm going to have to go Joker. I I mean, and a lot of that again is from The Dark Knight, and we'll get into this in a bit, but I just when you have someone So you're that, going you're going Dark Knight Joker. Yes, I not, am. Not Jack. Not Jack Joker. Not Jack. Uh and not some of these other guys we'll get into. It's it's gonna be him. Because everyone's a little bit different. I'm not going I mean Nick yeah, we'll get into this. But I just don't I feel like Joker is and maybe we'll leave this with this going into the next question. I think Joker is one of, if not the best villains of all time, and that is beyond DC. That is super superhero villains. He's got to be there. And I've gotten into debates with people about this. I debated with Listener X uh, at length with this, and I will stand by my my opinion. I think, you know, obviously there's differences in who plays them, but I think the Joker uh, in the comic books, sure, uh, I can't speak as much to that, but certainly with the movies, the Joker just makes the, a lot of these films, and, and especially, especially the Dark Knight. So I, I definitely have to go Joker. Though I would probably put Bane as as number two. You know, Riddler was fun. Uh, obviously, Jim Carrey was was playing him. Two Face was was it was Tommy Lee Jones, and then it was uh, whoever played him in the Dark Knight, which was also good, but. Yeah, it's crazy if you think back to who played those villains in the Burton series and or in the older ones. Yeah, like they're like big name people. Like you're getting Jim Carrey, Danny DeVito, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. Jack Nicholson. Like they did not spare an expense on getting those guys, and there there weren't like nobodies at the time. And I think I saw uh, Chris Rock was in the running for one of the characters as really? well. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, this maybe is. You haven't seen all of these yet, but uh, this is obviously relevant. Do you have a, a best Joker from the ones you've seen? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard because Heath is the one that I've seen, and I haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Right. Jack, uh, it, they're just so different. They are. They and this are. is where I go back to. But if you had right now, if I I said, hey, they're making a Batman movie. And one of these guys is getting cast. Jack. Yeah? I'm going Jack. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause well, obviously, sorry, Heath isn't around, so he can't really play. <laughs> Rest in peace. peace. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Jack, because like part of the Joker shtick is you're supposed to be a little bit funny, right? Like and yeah. and you're supposed to be the Joker. Yeah. And so yes, he's he's supposed to be this villain and can be dark, but there's got to be this element of like lightness to him in yeah. his villainousy. Okay. That's an interesting take. I I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I understand where you're coming from. I think the Joker to me what Heath was able to do and reinvent in somewhat reinvent the Joker was this darker version of the Joker that is 
I would say even, you know, and just watching that movie, it was more of a him being a trickster than a, a joker. You know, obviously there are jokes and he's having jokes, but I was I was watching the, it, what was it, last night? And, man, I was really impressed with how many times he's messing with people. Like, and that's kind of what, it was more like on a grander scale, like you got two boats going, you know, down the river and one of them's going to explode like pick who's going to explode you got the detonator for the other boat like those types of things that are like whoa that's dark but you know interesting um and that's kind of how the joker was to me i think his part of part of the what makes the joker is the batman and i do think that the balance between bale and uh heath ledger was very well done um so you know for me i think it's I think Heath is great. I did want, I was very specific to watch those movies because I did just see Joaquin and I thought Joaquin did an amazing job as the Joker. And I wanted to go back and, and at, before, before I watched um, Heath uh, again, my opinion was starting to transition to that Joaquin is better. And it's, again, it's different but if I had to pick, it's still going to be Heath by a, a little bit. But that's that's if, if for those of you who are big Batman fans, that should tell you how good Joaquin was because, in my opinion, Heath Ledger did an amazing job. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way, mm-hmm. though I know that people will debate that, as I have debated with other people. I actually think that, uh, well, one, I think that Jared Leto was garbage. Sorry, Jared. Uh, I think he tried too hard in Suicide Squad, and I don't think he, you know, landed the the role very well. Uh, Cesar Romano, who was from the 1966 film, uh, he definitely, I mean, he's like, he's not dark. He's that over-the-top comic booky, um, you know, jokester kind of thing. Um, and then I actually think Jack Nicholson's overrated as a Joker. Uh, so I, you know. Hmm. I don't think a lot of people will agree with that, and I'm not trying to make a stance, but I, I don't think he. I think he was fine. But for me, of these five that were listed, I would say Heath and Joaquin are one A, one B, and then Jack would be third, but just it's you know, just not as good. Yeah, but again, part of it is the script that they're handed, right? And, sure. And you do you think do you think if Jack Nicholson was handed the Dark Knight script that he would be a better Joker than Heath was. Like Jack right now or Jack in Jack in his prime. Prime. Um because I think part of that is you're right, it's casting, right? They they had this unique role that they knew Jack would fit in, but if you put that character in like let's say it's that almost that script, but that character, that you know, kind of lighter version of the Joker in the Dark Knight. Do you think that would have worked? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we have enough time for me it's to true. think about this. That's fair. Well, real quick, yeah. Best Batman g- gadget. It's got to be. Well, hmm. it's got to be his. Uh, I mean, his cars are amazing, but if you're thinking gadget, gadget, I'm going to say his cape. His cape, especially in the Dark Knight, allows him to just freaking fly. I mean, he glides, but it's pretty impressive. Yep. 
he can just jump from the tallest building and just land wherever he wants. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably say his cape if I'm saying gadget, though the vehicles kind of would fall in there. What about you? I mean, I really like his little, like, Batman oh, symbol. Like the throwing like, stars kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, throwing stars. Bat- is that a Batarang? That might be a Batarang. I don't know. Um, okay. That's a, that's a good gadget. Is he a superhero? Yes. Wow. No hesitation. Wow. Do you disagree? I think he has a different set of of superhero abilities. I think it is based off of his intellect, not necessarily his strength or any special ability that normal humans could not obtain. He has a exorbitant amount of money as we've already talked about. Sure. And and it's like is Iron Man a super, superhero? Well, I was just going to ask you that. I'm glad you're asking yourself that. Is <laughs> Iron Man a superhero? I bet your mind says that Iron Man is more of a superhero than than Batman. Than Batman. Am I incorrect? You you are correct <laughs> because he has a he has something built into his body yeah but it's technology that's all it is just like batman has he's developed technology that allow i mean heck in the one movie he's able to create sonar for every phone in the city like that's that's pretty legit like he has to you know if batman needed a heart he'd probably be able to build himself one or whatever i don't think Batman though is have as Morgan smart. Freeman build him one. Yeah, sure. I think that's part of the thing. Like Batman has a better team than I think Iron Man has. Um, where it's not I don't think I think Iron Man is legit crazy smart. I think Tony Stark is legit crazy smart, and I don't think Christian Bale is that level of smart. Um, but I don't think that either of them are shouldn't be considered superheroes. It's just they're doing extraordinary things and they're saving the world. I think that is. Did you just refer to Bruce Wayne, uh, like Batman, as Christian Bale? Because you said Tony I... Star- Stark, and, uh, <laughs> and you said Christian Bruce Bale. Wayne. Sorry, <laughs> I'm all, all in on Christian you Bale. Are apparently, all in. apparently, um, I, I just, I, I won't have any of it, Brian. He, he's a superhero. There's no, there's no debate to it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. You don't have a compelling case against it. Give me, give me something, and then maybe I'll, I'll shift. But he has no superpower. Superpower has, is relative. He has an uh, yeah, but like so is Albert Einstein. Is he a superhero? One of the most intellectual he, minds. Uh, Stephen Hawking, superhero. No, but because they didn't write comic books about it. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't have the money to support themselves. No, they had money. Stephen Hawkins has money. I don't but know. But not I, to the Bruce Wayne level. No, maybe not. I don't know. I I think by that, like, do you consider Bane or like so like Bane and Batman and Robin had all this poison running through them. Sure. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just there's nothing. What's the difference between someone who gets stuck with a needle and gets something in them than someone who builds their own stuff that allows them to? I mean, so I mean, you could argue he is lesser of a superhero. He's no Superman. I mean, literally, him and Superman are like one A and one B. You know, for for DC comics, and Superman is like. It's 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 comical how different in you know power they have. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, they're they're viewed as an equal level because of what they're able to do. This the heroics that Batman performs are based off of his intellect, not yes. his super power. Sure. I don't know. I I we're don't think we're gonna, gonna win. But. Yeah, we're, Oh, you don't think I'm not? I'm gonna win? Well, no, you're definitely not gonna win because Batman is a superhero. I'm, I'm not gonna debate this anymore. But I do want to know um, because I, you obviously think that Batman is not a superhero. Are you more of a Superman fan? No. Okay. But but I'm not a superhero fan. Yeah, I'm a gadgets guy. I'm, you're a gadgets guy, like Inspector Gadget. <laughs> 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 I don't. You just we're talking like, Batman, Superman. You bring up Inspector Gadget. <laughs> That's how you're comparing Batman to. I mean, kind of. Right. They they solve solve crimes. Sorry, Bruce. They solve crimes through the use of their special gadgets that they have. Inspector Gadget may be more of a superhero. Oh my gosh! No, enough of this garbage. Batman's a superhero. I'll have nothing of it. Uh, your debates are terrible, and I win. That's what all I will say. You're supposed to toss to delusional thinking oh, there. I guess I get, no. I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that you were wrong. Um, but yes, it is time to think crazy because Brian's already doing it. Let's do some delusional thinking. All right, Justin, I want to know, you can have all of the money in the world to equip yourself with any gadget you want, a.k.a. Batman. Yep. A.k.a. Inspector Gadget. Oh, jeez. A.k.a. Tony Stark and Iron Man. Sure. Or you can receive a random superpower Mm. from the various ways that comic superheroes have received their powers from now, spider bites or okay. you know now I have two questions one is so the, this power is random correct the how I get it like is it also random like in order to get Spider-Man's powers am I also getting bit by that spider or am I just like poof you just have Spider-Man's power because like some of these superheroes go through some crazy stuff to, to have, get their powers. Get their powers. So, like the Hulk, for instance, was you know studied and you know turned into that. Um, what which which would you say? I would say that you just get the power. Just get it. Okay, yeah. but it's still random. Like you don't yep. get to pick. You're, sure, you're not like oh, I really want to yep. be the Flash, and that, so I'm... that makes sense. Now, my second question on that front is the um, the power. How random is it? Like, is it, you know, you get a list of A through C powers that might happen, or are you like, 
they, I was, this is, you know, comical and crude. Um, I was watching Big Mouth and one of the episodes they get uh, superpowers and they're random. And every time the one kid farts, he goes invisible. <laughs> like if that's a power that might happen to me, like, is that the level or is it just tr- more traditional? I think it's, it's the more traditional, but like you could be Ant-Man, Wasp, you know, those. Sure. Yeah. Those so like B to C list, you know, I mean, no. No slack on uh, farting yeah, invisibility, yeah, right? But you know, anything can happen. Okay, so it's it's more traditional than. Ooh, you know, my I'll I'll talk through my thoughts. So my my first get was go the Batman route, go in the gadgets, and I just think you know you can build your own thing. You you live if you're in the Batman life, the Tony Stark life, you live a life that is also pretty nice no well i guess no one really well people know who tony stark is i guess but i don't know there's there's kind of a nice vibe of like whatever you want you can kind of get uh from a gadget standpoint you're you kind of for in the batman scenario you're you're just kind of roaming the streets at night um living your other life but uh, the more i think about it though if it's an a through c list uh, thing I think I'm going to take the random power. Really? Yeah, I think I am. I just, you know, if by chance I become the fastest man in the world or I can go invisible or I can fly or I can, you know, there's so many great powers out there. But it, but if you if you become the Hulk and you That is true. There's angry There's definitely I yeah, or you're flame and you're you know, yeah, like angry. human torch yeah. or uh, yeah, it's it's a great point. There's definitely more risk associated. It's a roll of the dice. Don't disagree with you there, but I think even even the the superheroes who have those powers, most of them find a way to master it. Uh, and I think I could find a way to master, like you know, or just embrace it, like uh, Bruce Banner in in the Hulk. He eventually becomes you know, the Hulk in that talks like normal Bruce Banner. So, um, and you just live like that, I guess. Why not? I mean, you're a celebrity. Hmm. Okay. And not that I want the celebrity aspect of it, but I do, I do like the, I'm a little surprised to, to, to go that I'm, way. I'm not going to be honest. When I wrote this out, I thought that saying a random superpower was going to tip you the other direction more. Initially it did. But the more I thought about it, like it would be pretty like that's the thing is sure there's there's certainly risk as, uh, tied to this, um, but the the gadget thing is a safe play. You get what you want, you know. You have more money, you can kind of do whatever you want with it. But the other side of it, it's just like it's it's not that. But that's not much different. Sure. I am not living that life right now, but it's not that crazy to think of. Whereas I can't imagine what it's like to fly. I can't imagine what it's like to go invisible or have x-ray vision or, you know, create storms with a swirl of my hand. I don't know. There's so many cool things. Uh, I would just, I would love to roll the dice and see what happens. Wow. Yeah. I'm completely on the opposite side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why, why do you, I would just want to be able to go back to kind of normal if I wanted to when sure. I was done. And I now, didn't, didn't want the pressures because that's the other thing is like 
if you're this superhero and people know that you're this got these superpowers isn't there kind of that expectation that oh you better be doing stuff for good yeah whereas if i'm this rich guy if i just say all right i'm good here's 100 million dollars of my money half of my money and i'm gonna put it towards the betterment of the world Mm -hmm. and then i'm done yeah, but there'll be a part of you that wants to still be a vigilante. I feel like you have, if you're going the one route, you can uh, get whatever Bruce, gadget you want. Bruce wants to be a vigilante. You Ryan, just want to be a rich man? That's Ryan all you're doing with it? may not. Wow, that's that's a waste. But I will say that the other side, yes, there are certain uh, powers that you can get that would cause you to not be able to fit in. A.K. the Hulk. Bruce Banner, sometimes he can't control it. He's gotten better at it, but sometimes he can't. It's a Fantastic Four guy. The uh, the thing? Yeah. Um, so, like, somebody like that. Like, he just is stuck with that, and that would suck. That would that would probably be maybe one of the worst ones to be. But on the, on the flip side, there are a lot of characters, and that was part of the debate in, in Fantastic Four is, like, what was it? The Invisible Girl? Um, like, he, he, he looks at her and he's like, well, screw you. Like, you can just go invisible whenever you want yeah. and then come back and then you're just a normal person. Yep. Like that, You can live your life normally, maybe as a celebrity, but still live your life normally, Yeah. whereas he cannot. And so that is the roll of the dice, but I would love to roll the dice. Yeah, and still, I, I think I can get both the best of both worlds. And I'll say this too, if I get a really cool power, I'm curious how that will test me in terms of being a good person because I've seen a lot of um, I don't know if you ever heard of The Boys which is on uh, Amazon Prime show if you haven't very dark but very good some of these super villains or super heroes are really villains where it's just like you got super fast powers you can just like go rob a bank or go do this or whatever and I don't think I would do that but but it, when you have these powers it tests you so I'd be interested in, in how it tests me okay so, well, I think it's about that time. We've talked at length about Batman, but it's a, yeah. it's been a good topic. There's been a lot of debates. Uh, Brian was wrong on a lot of topics, and apparently, I'm uh, always wrong. Yeah, there's a trend to that, Brian. Interesting. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank you to all of you. Um, before we cut out, I do want to say be- before we get some slack from our listeners, we did not talk about Mark Hamill as the Joker. Um, because we stick to the actual movies, but he is a very famous Joker in the animated series, uh, obviously known from Star Wars as well. But before we do that, thank you again to all of our listeners uh, for hanging out with us for an hour or so. And uh, as always, just follow us on um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us anywhere. We got a couple new followers in the last week, which is awesome. And uh, subscribe to us on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that little uh, bell comes up or whatever it is on your service when that new podcast is dropped. Compliments of Brian and his whiz kid skills on that side. Yeah. Well, another one down, Justin. Another one down. Until next week on the Quest for 100. I'm Batman. <laughs>